Have y'all heard of the new Hello Kitty Island adventure on the Apple Arcade? Eyeliner adventure? What? P- Pussy Island? <laughs> Hello Kitty Island adventure. It's like Animal Crossing, but Hello Kitty. Yes, for I your have iPhone. heard of this. I have heard of this. I, first of all, I just play Animal Crossing. I feel oh. like I just play Animal Crossing. Yeah. Hi, I'm, horse. How horse. I've like kind of been obsessed. So, I, okay, one of my favorite um, porn stars, his name is Ricky Cage, and he does videos where he gets fucked. Like, but he's like, <laughs> I play- would hope so. Yeah. But he's like, <laughs> he's like playing video games as he does it. And one of the ones that he plays is Hello Kitty Adventure Island. Oh my God. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Flapping and Fawning. Required anal exam in five miles. Fawn. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one, but I don't mind them so much as long as they line up with mine. Flapjack. And I'm Philadelphia-based drag queen and known T-girl simp, Avery Goodname. This seems really fun and fair. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Hi, Avery. Welcome. Hi, horse. Oh, hi, horse. How are you? (laughs) I'm walking on sunshine and bare feet today. Oh, mm-hmm. sounds hot. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, because you know my hot feet. Well, <laughs> Avery, can you please let our listeners know if they do not know who you are somehow, uh, what your pronouns are, and a little bit about your drag? Oh, yes. Um, hello, everyone. <laughs> well, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, we th- we should honestly kinda. have that on the soundboard. <laughs> no, we need a well yes button. I'll be the walking well yes button. Please. Um, so I'm Avery Goodname. I'm from Philadelphia, and I will tell you about it. Uh, I am from season five of Camp Wanakiki. I am the self-diagnosed loser. Uh, I sent myself home <laughs> on episode six because I was tired of these white whores. Uh, <laughs> and also something, something crippling, uncurable disability. Um, but, <laughs> but now I'm here in Birmingham, Alabama against my better judgment. And I'm very excited to be here with both of you today. You, you left Camp Wanakiki because you were tired of these white whores. And now you're and now in Birmingham in with these white <laughs> whores. With these white whores. With these white whores, yeah, exactly. How, how has Birmingham been for you so far? The flight here was very interesting. Mm. Um, but Birmingham, like, we had our viewing party last night. Yeah. It was very, very cunty. It was a huge bitch. Um, but <laughs> it, was, I, it was it was so good. Great. It was, it was one of so the best. Good. Like, I've, I, people told me that they was, laughed at this one more than, like, any other one. It was the best. So far. It was the best one we've had. Should I go into comedy? I think I should go into comedy. Yeah. yeah. Take Hillary's gig. I think she's already been fired. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I do want to talk a little bit about my flight here because it was fucking crazy. Please. Um, So, this is a safe space, right? Of course. Okay, fantastic. It's just a conversation between the three of us and our 5,000 listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Wow, that's like... 10 times the viewers of Camp Wanakiki. That's so, that's really impressive. Yeah. I mean, the review show is much more popular than the actual <laughs> Honestly, show. Honestly, that's sure. really fair because you don't got to pay for the review show. Um, <laughs> so I woke up on Thursday morning and my disability was disabilitying. So I did what anyone would do in my situation and I took four bumps of ketamine. And then I. <laughs> Come on, Kay. I, I took my. Uh, you said hi, horse. I, I said did. hello, good morning. <laughs> good evening, distinguished panel of horses. Um, so then I took my little lift to the Philadelphia airport and apparently there's a terminal F at the Philadelphia airport. Um, and I didn't know that airplanes could have ghettos until I went to Terminal F of the Philadelphia <laughs> airport. It was, there was no automated anything. 
Um, you know how usually when you're like, okay, here's my bag, uh, the, like my check bag, and I'm like, okay, we're going to put it on the little conveyor belt and it's going to go back wherever. I had to like slide it through like a baggage glory hole where it was just like a wall with a hole cut out and written in Sharpie, push your bags through here. And then I pushed my bag through there. Um, and then I put my dick in it and nothing happened. So I was, I left. Um, and then I, the plane that I got on looked like it had been stapled together, was made out of paper mache um, and was like suffering from crippling anxiety. Spooky, but no. in a fun way. <laughs> no, not in a fun way. I was like, I'm going to get final destination on this flight. Like, I refuse to die in Alabama. I'm yeah. not going out like this. Well, it would have just been over Alabama. Which is worse. Um, I, was, I was kind of expecting like, oh, we're experiencing turbulence. And then I look outside and the KKK is like shaking the plane. Like, oh, we know no. what you are. But like, no, I, the plane was just going to explode. Uh, but I landed, thank God. And it was... I, when I tell you, I never like the a plane the size of a broom closet. Mm-hmm. I was like huddled next to this like one very lovely old black lady, and we were all just looking around. Someone walking on the plane was like, "Geez, it's real quiet in here." <laughs> <laughs> At least no one got off and was like, "That motherfucker back there is it's not real." real. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But I lived, bitch, and now I'm in Birmingham, Alabama, um, and y'all have. The the serving sizes here are crazy. I was it took me two full days to get through that giant stuffed potato uh, purple onion. <laughs> oh, I was gonna ask about that. Purple onion was very conti, um, <laughs> it, a little bit pussy as well. Uh, the baked potato was that was sickening. That was oh really yeah. Sickening. I, did you like it though? I did. I really did. Okay, good. Did did, did other people not like it? No, I mean no. I think a lot of people love it. But whenever I, I whenever people come here and they're like, oh, the portions are so big, I'm like, but did. Did you at least like like no, no, no. whatever it's, you ate of the portion? Here's the thing. I finished it. Like mm. I went into the fridge and I put it in the microwave with your fancy little dome that you put over your food for like two minutes <laughs> and it didn't heat up, but I finished eating it. Like, oh no. <laughs> to be fair, purple onion has some of the larger portion sizes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of places though. Like that's like the go-to post drag. Oh, that's like, the after get together. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I always thought it would be waffle house, but it's kind of, I don't know. Waffle House drag brunch when? I know, right? Honestly. We've had one at Taco Bell. Why can't we have one at Waffle Taco House? Taco Bell has done one. Yeah. For real. Well, that's also Chicago, and they're fucking crazy. Hi, Rita. <laughs> Hi, Rita. <laughs> hey, Rita. <laughs> um, well, it is time for us to talk about episode nine of season five of Camp Wanakiki. Oh, do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, this is way more fun. Okay, um, great episode, everyone. <laughs> yeah, good job. Up, Break. Delicious. And that's the end, everyone. <laughs> You're the theme song for the show sounds like those um YouTube videos where it's like the rumored cast of season 16 Did y'all have any videos pop up like that like the rumored cast of season like we had one for season 4 and I was the only That's probably because oh, Opal only. probably did it herself. I don't think it was Opal. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I'm trying to remember. Never gonna expect that was me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's bugs. I hate bugs. There were some bugs in that cast. I'll tell you that much. Oh, <laughs> you're talking about bugs. There's some bugs. Um, yes. Well, okay. Well, okay. We're actually going to get into the episode well, now. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, and so this is episode nine, Stupid Cupid. Um, and it opened with the my favorite Camp Wanakiki tradition, which is where the top four writes oh the letters God. to home. Yes. What did y'all think? That was, I forgot that they did that. Same. Um, and it's so cute. I will say, though, I think that season five is um, 
had a, a long-standing problem of long-as-fuck opening sequences. Yeah. Like, please let me watch the actual episode. Yeah. And, like, at least it was, like, my friends writing letters and, like, recapping how the season had been. And I was mentioned in all four, so I'm not going to hey. say that I'm, like, a celebrity or an influencer. <laughs> um, but, like... I do think it was stretched out a little bit, mm. but it, it was really sweet to see everyone recap their experiences because you got to be like, this is a really strong top four. Yeah. And yeah. like this yeah. elimination is going to be heartbreaking regardless right. of, yeah. of who it is. I did not. I, for me, that was not the part that felt stretched out. It was um, the mashup that we, we get into a little bit later on. I was Our like, get into it. <laughs> But I, I mean, I always love that, and this is probably the thing that I was the saddest I didn't get to do when I was at camp, um, getting to write shoot the letters things? home. Oh, no, not shoot <laughs> things. The letters home. But um, I, I don't know. It just it had me reminiscing because they mentioned so many things from season five. What have been some of y'all's favorite moments from the season so far? Going home. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. It's watching Jacqueline go home. Uh, my, ah! <laughs> there we go. There it is. Oh, there it is. Snap. There it is. Um, I think that like being there, my favorite, not even moment, my favorite episode of season five was bird watching. Mm. Making the rooster projects was, I think, the highlight of my entire experience yeah, while I was I there. I still don't know how y'all didn't win that challenge. It's a but, very interesting question. Like, I think, I well, I, I don't know. I think that the metric for what like a winning like presentation for a talent show is yeah. kind of changes in the span of like what they tell you the, the criteria is for winning. Do they want they funny the that day or do they want practical Right, because people were like, oh, well, that like that, the winning team's birdhouse was just like genuinely built super well and like the campfire structure was like really impressive. And I was like, I agree with that. I just thought we were doing a comedy show. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I feel like they need like a little orientation for all of the campers to be like, this is what we're looking for but also, in like, the daily challenges. Did they win anything? No. What was the prize for It winning? don't matter. Right. Oh, fun fact, they cut this out. Uh when they when the winning team was announced, um, the sugar bakers were like, You don't win anything, actually. We don't have a prize. And then Ruthie was like, Your prize is a three night stay in the Rooster Project. <laughs> <laughs> they should have said that. Uh, no, they should have cut that in. Um, but yeah, I think that, that building those birdhouses was genuinely the highlight of my entire watching of this entire house wrestle this cat right now. <laughs> um <laughs> He knows how to find any and every chord. Truly. My Bro. pussy truly. loves a chord. Okay. I mean we can't drink mighty swell, so I guess we gotta drink truly. Tr- truly. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> yeah, they went bankrupt. Um if that wasn't already made clear. Okay. Every episode. Yeah. Well, no, I think you're right. But I think bird watching really was a, a big highlight for me. But I do have to say, I think that this season had some of my my favorite talent show uh, talent shows in general but talent show themes mm. i loved how specific they were like birds balls gods and goddesses like we saw today the three genders yes <laughs> yeah. birds balls and right um so I, I don't know i've really enjoyed that much of it um so yeah also, we got a lot of Fawn cameos this episode. I know. I was like, oh, hey, it's Fawn! They're making up for me not being in every episode this season. I know. And next season and the season beyond. Your elimination was the most heartbreaking. I know. Yeah. <laughs> they just pulled out a shotgun. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, God. Just look at the flowers. They have venison for dinner. I was about to say, it comes to like a draggy like extermination where the sugar bakers are just silently eating venison for the last five minutes of the episode. You know what? I feel like for a draggy extermination, they should just send someone to be on Camp Wanakiki. 
a fate worse than death. <laughs> <laughs> Can't want to kill me. All right. So then we get into the next opening sequence, which was the Sugar Bakers um, montage to their new hit song, Archery. Um, Honestly, I'd perform it. It's uh, kind of yeah. Up. I I hate it. I'm going to wait for the Hex Hector remix of Archery, and then I'll perform Hex that. Yeah. Should I perform that at the finale? Should that be my finale Archery. closing number? Archery. And then I'll shoot someone in the audience. Um <laughs> <laughs> well, I will not be dressed up as a deer that day. <laughs> right. So in uh, in this episode, Cherry is using a new dating app called Stupid Cupid when Ruthie tells them that, uh, uh, Cherry and Betty, that is, that Camp Wanakiki has qualified for an archery tournament. The straight camp that usually qualifies, Camp Circle Jerk, which is a new camp that we a have camp added to the, to the camp, the universe. camp universe. Yes. Along with Camp Hudaho and I think one other one. Um, but anyways, Camp Circle Jerk lost because someone wrote clitoris on the target and no one could hit it i did think that was kind of funny that was yeah that so, was a good joke props to the writer it should have stopped there mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah then we got this this montage that was very confusing and felt extraordinarily out of place so it was like, and long and and, and long, long. Uh, a sugar baker opening sequence was too long <laughs> this this is or i've never this is unprecedented <laughs> I, this has never happened in the history of the show before also remember when the sugar baker opening sequences would set up the episode yes yeah this and one, now instead they're just kind of doing shit I, yeah but at least they're funnier this year than they have been in the past it started I'm strong argue with that wait because no they're not <laughs> wait you did, i think they were funny i'm I, not saying they are funny i'm saying they're funnier than they were I liked, you know, I liked the one for bird watching. I liked the one with balls out, you know, where they were like, Cherry was getting attacked by the balls. I hated the recycle one. I hated that one. Well, I think that, I feel like it's more interesting when, like, they have, like, something really funny and can't be happening. Like, you know, set it up like a campy horror movie. I wonder if they could work with a writer to, like, write it in a different (laughs) genre each <laughs> if the they could work with a writer period I, but it, to like make it in like a different genre each opening and i think that I, would make it more interesting like what i think they genre. need to do is do like the boulets did on titans and have an opening for the first episode and that's it oh. or even just what the boulets do on regular seasons of dragula where like there's they they like have a very short, short, brief, not long. Are you listening, <laughs> Apple, Brown, Betty, and the other one? <laughs> a brief sketch that sets up, here's why we're going to make the contestants do this thing today. That has yeah. nothing to do with drag. Because like, like, the bird watching episode was good because it did do It made that. sense. And right. looking around and getting like teary-eyed over the like... Um, Evicted birdhouses was genuinely funny. I liked that. And watching the Dita first episode where they Rangers. talked about Canada and poutine and I think like shitting yourself or something for like eight minutes. Like that would have been funny had Hillary won last season. Oh, or I mean, I think if they like, even mentioned Hillary, it just seemed strange that they were like talking about Canada without. Like mentioning her at like, all, you oh, know? We just went to go visit last season's winner. <laughs> right. Yeah. That would have been sufficient. If Hillary had won. I mean, I don't but. even know that it would have been funny, but it would have been better, I think. Um, I would have forgiven it. Anyways, uh, once that was over, we all said, thank God, and we moved on to the daily camp activity, which was uh, the campers also long. doing... Yes, long. <laughs> it, was it was archery. I counted... 13 minutes until we actually saw the competitors competing in the episode. 13 minutes. How did you count? Like, were you counting on your hands? Like, there's one minute. So there's a timestamp at the bottom of OutTV, and I looked at that. 
Oh, man, I wish I could read. Technology, uh, I know, it, it really evades you <laughs> sometimes. It's that yeah. Alabama education. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, St. Clair County High School. Uh, anyways, we move on to the daily camp activity, which is the campers doing archery, but you're like popping heart-shaped balloons. How this connects to the talent show, I, I didn't quite understand also, myself. what does this have to do with badges? Remember when the badges would be like real badges that yeah. you could get and, in and, real life. And we had had an archery one before. Um, and I think it's uh, sharp straight shooter. I think is what it was. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> I want to add it to the soundboard, but also like, I, I want it on the soundboard. I need it on a soundboard as a viewer. I will. <laughs> as a viewer of this audio only podcast. Yeah. I'm in full drag. Baby. I don't know you are. About. You look so good. I am padded, cinched, tucked, and calfed right now. <laughs> Calf? Oh, babe, you don't wear a catheter and drag? Oh. Uh, <laughs> not normally. Well, okay. where do you think the giant boobs come from? Oh, <laughs> just piss. <laughs> There's been so much shit and piss in this season. Oh, I can't I live. I can't handle it. I that live. Was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so by the end of this challenge, the score, uh, we have Riley and Rita tied for two points and Dee Dee and Miss Texas for one point. But just like with um, whose line is it anyway? The points do not Rita matter. Got three that is points. just not true. Wait, Rita what? Got That's three not points. true. She got three points? Yes. yes. Dee Dee got she... one point. Um, Texas got one point. Texas got one point. Okay, Riley that... got two points. Rita got three. Yeah, Rita got a big one and a little one. Hi. Oh, my God. You are so cute. My friend. <laughs> this, this is too cat. much. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, my mistake then. But I could have sworn. I thought Once in the episode again, they were Saint like. Clair County Mayor. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm never very I'm gonna good. I say, don't disrespect my good girlfriend now, please. I, I didn't mean to. Well, I'm glad she won something this episode. <laughs> uh, oh, we completely <laughs> skipped over her talking about that in her. Um, yeah, she said that she won six oh, daily camp daily. activities. Um, and and girl Haggard in our group chat was like, "What were the six? And she went through, and they were all real. And then she said that she won the roast, even though they didn't put it in the episode. Which, mind you, they never said who won the roast. And at DragCon, when when they were talking to me and Rita about who had the best roast, the person that they said had the best roast was me. Yeah. The edit showed that you would have won that roast. Did the edit show opinion. that I that anyone doing the roast was funny? I thought I I really enjoyed Miss Texas's. Um, yeah. I, I liked the. I thought that was a smart visual gag. Let's see. This is okay. I want to see season five Camp Wanakiki Wiki and see what they say. <laughs> I was just because like, what according to this, I think Rita Taro probably has the best track record of anyone on any oh, season bitch, ever, of all time. Um, I was just like. What is this Lucy LaDuca math? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, Too many right? and a main. So she, according to the <laughs> Camp on Kiki Wiki, she won the first four <laughs> challenges and then was high, safe, high, safe, and then eliminated. Um, that, spoiler Actually, alert. it says TBA. So it does say t- it currently at the time of recording it does. Yeah, who, who updates this thing? Come on. Um, it used to be other people, but now it's me. Really? Yeah, because the people that usually update the wiki gave up i guess hey, I, don't know. I would too. i think after i it was actually after my elimination they stopped <laughs> oh my god well i gotta tell you for season four they were real quick to be like oh flapjack got eliminated better put it on the that, on was, the that was me oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> of course it was our joint slay <laughs> um but no uh, i mean rita everybody knows these these camp challenges don't matter so they don't congrats on the six wins that didn't do anything um Okay, but uh, one thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> did y'all notice that Ruthie's voice was just inserted in? Yeah, this portion with the she points. So close. She's like God. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ooh, you almost had it. <laughs> One point for Miss Texas. <laughs> they got that AI. I'm going to say like. In, uh, what's her name? A Ruthie. Siri? Oh, They got yeah. AI to do Ruthie's voice. Mm-hmm. It was it was one step away from like the TikTok AI voice. It was like <laughs> one point for Miss Texas, nineteen eighty eight. Like, so you were you were there, right? Like at this point of filming. So yes. Do you know? Did Ruthie disappear? Like, were you? Did you oh, get baby, to see this? I was asleep. Boots. Like, it was nine a.m. on the second to last day of filming. Absolutely um, not. I had done been eliminated, and I was already dealing with the fallout from Pattern Gate. Mm. Um, so I my ass slept in because I didn't want to deal with any of those fuckers. And at that point, I had actually moved out of the cabin where I was staying with the rest of the contestants and into the cabin that Clinica was staying at with Beto because people kept barging into my cabin to start fights with my cabin mates. Oh, my God. In the middle of the day. So I was like, fuck this. I am tired and having seizures every other day. That I'm is, gonna move yeah. in with my autistic friend and we're gonna chill there. Like, we're That's so different from my experience. Holy shit! Like, I mean, for us, we were we were out there doing losers cruises. The uh, they took us on the the little um, inflatable raft I thing. I saw that. That was so fun. Y'all didn't get to do fun stuff like that when you lost. Well, no. they didn't have water sports, oh. which I am still pissed about. I feel like someone at that camp probably still did water sports. It was me and Rita. Um, so fun fact, <laughs> who, who they were supposed to have a water sports section at the end of Balls Out um, oh. because they asked us to prepare uh, a swim, like a swimmable swimsuit version <gasps> of our DDFs. Ah! So I got a pink camo bikini set made um, that I was going to strip out of my daily look into that bikini set to do whatever like planned bit that they had for water sports. And then... It got it the it dropped from ninety degrees to forty degrees in the middle of filming and never got any warmer, and they couldn't film the water sports because it was too cold. I am broken hearted with this. I am broken hearted with this information. <laughs> Our lead sound engineer, Taro the cat, Taro the terror, is uh, messing with buttons again. He ate that though. He did. He did. I I thought it was perfectly timed. I, but I was. I I'm so sad to hear that we didn't get to see these swimsuit DDFs. Yeah, Carol Haggard had like a pool shark look uh, planned. I okay, I am begging every camper, please post your wetsuit DDF look. Yeah. Like I, that would be so cute. I want to see that. Yeah. When I was at camp, I actually I suggested something like that, but I said that you should they should make ones called like your rainy day DDF. And so if it rains, it's like you have a different type of DDF. That we could have used that on some like a hot day because oh interesting, it, it was raining boots. Oh, that was the roast day. Yeah, because there's that picture of Muffy yeah, uh, with in the, the plastic bag. Mm. Um, unfortunately, it didn't work in suffocating her, but it did keep her dry. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! What? <laughs> um, all right. Well, we are gonna move on. We're gonna take a break. <laughs> And we'll be right back to talk about the talent show. I don't know. <laughs> that was not, no, that that was was not our best. Thank you. We're going to get content ID'd, I think. Mm-hmm. After, after nine episodes, we've run out of ideas for the talent show theme song. <laughs> well, it was easy whenever it was like birds. I know. but I was like, what do you do for gods? I was trying to be like, oh. we need a chorus. Here, you sing an A flat 
You sing a C sharp. But I'm not fat. I'm very busty. <laughs> okay, then sing an A busty. <laughs> sing a C sharp. <laughs> 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 oh my god Wait, let's, get, let's get into this yeah. um, Okay so For gods and god, The talent show theme Is gods and goddesses uh, Wish they had included God X's Or just gods I think that would have been some, uh, Simple enough But anyways the Heavenly bodies Heavenly bodies Yeah, yeah That would have been good So we get To the talent show And um, Bringing in the talent show We have ah! Oh it's just the sugar makers Um Girl, they stoned the fuck out of their clan uniforms for tonight. This is crazy. They look fantastic, honey. <laughs> when you Damn. said that at the viewing party, I lost <laughs> it. Look at look at them. Look at the look at the like body pillow sheets that they're wearing. Yeah. I will say Betty has styled hair today. <laughs> she does. I I bet that um that gold turned her breast green after they were done. Do you think that's real gold? <laughs> no, that's why I turned, I turned it green. Ah. <laughs> um, so we have the Sugar Baker Twins. And if it is your first time listening to Flapping and Fawning, first of all, how dare you? But second of all, we have a very sophisticated system here for rating each and every single one of these talent show looks that we see here at Camp Wants to Kiki. If we like it, it is a uh, fawn. If we don't like it, it's a uh, flop. And if it's the best thing we've ever seen, it's a uh, Stop fetch. trying to make Wow, it's way to jump the gun. I hit wow. that a little soon. My a bad. What's lower than a flop? What's more than a flop? Yeah, what's lower than a flop? Because I will be using that today. I, I think that that's just murder. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> <laughs> you have an excuse. Um, it's, can we use the right in front of my salad button for what's worse than a flop? Right in front of my salad? You know what? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great option. Okay, well, I'm. So now the a gender spectrum is interested. fetch. Fawn, flop, flop, and right in front, front of my, of my salad. salad. <laughs> that sounds pretty valid, if you ask yeah. me. Um, right in front of my valid? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how would we rate these Sugar Baker twins on their looks today? Betty, I'm grading them differently. Oh. Betty's a flop. <gasps> Betty is a flop? Uh, yeah, because, uh, again, it just looks like a bejazzled clan sheet. <laughs> and I'm in Alabama right now, so I'm really on edge. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I just, like, it just... I don't know. They've worn stuff that really suits them in the past. Um, Especially for the semifinal. I feel like that's when they usually go all out. No, exactly. You know? She did with her hair, and that's where she stopped. I, I guess so. And, 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 she had the curls in it this time. She's but I, never I, I think the thing that saves it for me is the gold, because it gives it a little bit more dimension. Cherry looks two-dimensional. She looks like she looks like flat Stanley. Um, so she's gonna get it right in front of my salad. <gasps> right in front of my salad. Oh my god. These two judges who mentored you at Camp Wanakiki. What did they give me? <laughs> Quickly. Credit card debt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I bet I mean same. Um Fawn, what about you? What would you rate the Sugar Burger twins? Flop. This is a flop for you. Yeah, I, this one was not my favorite. Also, I'm pretty sure we've seen like a silver gold. Um, trade off on them before. I think that was for badass. So I don't know. This was not my favorite. Um, so sorry, sugar bakers. This one is a flop and even a right in front of my salad for the three of us. Um, so next up we have Ruthie. How would we write Ruthie's look today? Ruthie was just freshly called out of the dressing room. Honestly, (laughs) She said, remember that time I just showed up with this panties under my coat. (laughs) (laughs) But how was she not like burning up in that thing? You know? Girl. 
Um, she looks good. I mean, Ruthie never misses. I think that this is maybe the weakest look of the season, but like, if this is the weakest look of the season, like, baby, I'm fawning. At least yep. it goes with the theme, though. Yeah. What, what about for you? Is it a fawn? It's a fawn. It's a fawn for me. It's a live fawn. Not, I, I mean, after her camp spirit look from last week, <gasps> like, that one, that one was the moment, but now, this, this on one's now. fine. I think... I like Ruthie's because someone could wear something that is like a robe with feathers as like a contestant and they wouldn't be like, boo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. It definitely makes more sense with the theme. Um, Did y'all notice just how exhausted they sounded? Everyone. The whole episode. Yeah. Everybody. Everyone's like, please let this end. (laughs) (laughs) And there's still one more episode. I know. God. I mean, we we went from nine episodes to 10. Like at this point in my season, this was the finale. So the fuck do you think I quit? (laughs) uh, I can't handle this anymore. Um, No, I mean, it's a, it's a very exhausting time. And I know that, I mean, I feel like the last three episodes, it, they were some of the most interesting to watch just because of the drama, but also that's exhausting to put yourself through day in, day out and have to like mediate that and facilitate those conversations. So I, I hear you. I'm sure that they were very tired at this point, as was everyone. Well, it's time to get into Speaking the Speaking of looks. tired, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of tired, uh, Rita Taro. Oh, She's gonna, I'm going to get the most strongly worded text message. <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully she listens. I just appreciate the penny we get per okay. play. Um, so how, how would you describe Rita Tarot's look today? Rita Tarot is coming out in a clowny, campy interpretation of the Wiccan triple goddess Maiden, Mother, and Crone, uh, which feeds into her witchy aesthetic, uh, I think, in a in a... A very interesting yeah way. it's like it's a very like different take from yeah, what we've it's, seen it's so far very, very roundabout like Rita Taro like I'm gonna be a witch but not in the way that you think I'm not just gonna show up dressed like hocus fucking pocus yeah. um, still purple and she she <laughs> bought out yeah she rolled out the nicest bowling alley carpet that she could find uh-huh. to make all three of these looks come on Opal Essence <laughs> and, but yeah I, so did you get to see these um, puppets from beginning to end like were they always like this, or did, um, did, were, did camp just really... I think I I saw the picture of the fitting that she did before she came to camp, and they were stood up, mm. they were posing. They were turgid. Baby, contoured. Yeah. Like, down. Um, so I don't, I think what, I think they broke in transportation. Must um, been, and yeah. also, uh, behind, a little behind the scenes, we had two den mothers um, this season that were helping us get into and out of all of our looks. And they packed up their shit and left out of nowhere mm. the night before the semifinals. So there was no assistance. So Rita like did not have prepping. help getting into the outfit, which might have also been uh, what damaged our our little drunk, our yeah. little drunk girl on the right. Yeah, that one on the right. Ooh, lordy, she Ooh, is Miss Keisha Ling. Um, I mean. I, I, I really felt for Rita in this moment because yeah, I know what it's yeah. like to have a wardrobe malfunction on Camp Kiki, and that just really sucks because there's nothing you can do. You know what it's like to have two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she... Well, truly. She, um... Is there a vine damn. boom? <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Well, I, I, I don't know, but I don't even know if the concept... I, for me, this was a swing and a miss. Like, I feel like even if it was, it was executed the way she wanted it to, I didn't quite understand where the clown aspect of this yeah. was coming from. Um, and, and I don't, I don't know. Any- I think for me, if she had incorporated the clown into the story, like I didn't understand why she was dressed as a clown because her look specifically, gorgeous. love that look, gorgeous. yeah, love that look. Honestly, when she ditched the two, like, if she ditched you know? the two and said she was like the goddess of clownery, I would have been here for it, like one hundred percent. Honestly, 
I yeah, because like Rita looks absolutely gorgeous, and I do like the shtick of the two like um, the two sisters like side by side, and I think that it could have worked if the story it 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 gives a little earthquake gate to me. Uh-huh. Um, oh my god, I was thinking the same. Where thing. like it's a fantastic <laughs> look, and I think that the story kind of undersold it. That being said. <sighs> I don't want to flop it because I feel like flop is such a strong word. Oh no, you have. There's you must choose. Okay, thank you for pushing the binary. You can say that. You're really <laughs> like, you're, That's what you we do can here. Can I date them? It. I'm. I mean, I have to flop it on principle, but like, it's not a bad look. I just think that it was a story that disserviced the look. I agree. Yeah. So is it a flop for you? Fall? Yeah. It is also a flop for the me. The look is great. I'm though. sorry, Rita. I, yeah, I really like the concept of. It. I think it could have been done really well. I th- just that that image of her sadly moving the <laughs> stick. I'm like, oh, poor thing. If she had been like spinning them around <laughs> like it was a fucking WWE match, yeah. that would have been the moment. Now, come on, now. Also, um, I think I. I as I was raised Southern Baptist, so I think this would have been even better if it was the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Uh, I think that there's more you can play into with that potentially. Yeah. Um, so, but that's just me. I mean, this is like what we talked about last week. How there's been a lot of big swings this season. Like at mm-hmm. least people are taking the swings, and I'd rather people I, take a swing than play safe. Please, true, yeah. true. And also, Rita has never once looked bad on that stage she is gonna come on and she's gonna look fantastic her sisters are gonna look fucking booger but she's gonna look fantastic <laughs> next up we have dd comes well who is atlas's ass atlas <sighs> thoughts triple like a and prayers girl <laughs> <laughs> i like her makeup this is this is the best paint that she's ever done. Yeah. And I think that the look is actually fantastic. Yeah, this is yeah. actually my favorite Didi look. The look is really good. I love the earth balloon. I love the earrings. Same. The, the way shoes. she like threw the balloon. It was and so it just cunty. Came down. <laughs> she, baby, she so is <laughs> she is in a community theater production of Jesus Christ Superstar, and I'm throwing dollars at the stage. And then I listened to her voiceover. And if we thought that Rita was giving Earthquake Gate, this out Earthquake Gate's Earthquake Gate. Because <laughs> baby, I, Didi Cunswell, if you are listening, I love you so much. And I'm so happy that like you were able to be brought back and absolutely serve Con. What the fuck were you talking about? I was so <laughs> confused. And then, and then when they explain, Didi's like, yeah, I just looked for one with a funny pun. <sighs> Hey, honestly, I don't. I, I think that's fine. I don't take a, uh, take any issue with that. And in fact, I think the fact that they were wishing people came up with their own god or goddess, like I found that to be a weird criteria personally. Like I think this is a cool opportunity to like share. Well, also, something. someone asked during pre-production, "Do you want us to come up with our own original goddesses or oh. gods or goddesses, or are we allowed to reference existing gods and goddesses?" And they were like, "We're not going to say either way, but just remember that like." Cosplay doesn't necessarily do the best on this show. And of course, to the Sugar Bakers, cosplay is when you make a reference. Um, so, <laughs> in a referential art form. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's, it, was, it was risky for three of the four people in the top four to do existing, yeah. existing gods. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I hate this because she looks fantastic. And oh, if yeah. the story had just been like, I'm Atlas. Uh, or assless, and this is my Acropolis, and something right. like something. I don't know if it hadn't been. I'm a VGC YouTuber, Instagram <laughs> influencer, yeah, that who is sense. also just Atlas. It would have been. It would have been. It would have been fetch, bitch. Mm-hmm. But like, can it, I be? Can I be vulnerable? Yeah, please. 
this is a right in front of my salad. <gasps> what? It's a right in front of my salad. Right in front of my salad? And oh my God. No, and I'm only right, like the look is a fetch. The story is a right in front of my salad well, because she was saying <laughs> words, girl. Just keep saying words. But I do have to say, I mean, I kind of just tuned out what she was saying. And as I do that, I do that with a lot of them. But when I got Atlas's ass, Atlas, like I was like, oh, I see what's going on. I also kind of felt like it was a reference to Boris with the moon landing, like the flag on the ass. Mm. So, um, but and I yeah, but Boris didn't do well in the competition either. <laughs> the sugar bakers hate kings. We, okay, uh, oh, I don't. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything right now, Fawn? Uh, what I'm saying is, I have flopped. I think every single duty look. No, this, are you serious? I and I, I've at least look, Marilyn Monroe. Lord have mercy. I I could no. So, but <laughs> I understood this. I was on the journey. I liked it, and so I. It's not my favorite, but I. I feel like the the suit was a little ill fitting. That bothered me. Mm-hmm. But I did like the butt cheek detail, though. I yeah. I thought she there was the crack, spanked, bitch. the crack. And I and just the vision, like this is what I was imagining for gods and goddesses runway. To be honest with you, like so the vision of someone like carrying that, like I I understand what the god is. I really appreciate appreciated the reference to like and I'm an atheist, but an existing god. You know what I mean? So it it is a fawn for mythology. Me. Yeah, I'm I'm I can't give her right in front of my salad in good faith. I'm gonna move it up to a regular <laughs> flop. Just a flop. Um, but like. God, she looks so good. She looks incredible. She looks incredible. I'm like, it is close <laughs> to giving it a fawn because she looks incredible. But if I was going to be put in the bottom because I said earthquake okay. and not heat wave, I have to listen to what these bitches are saying. And I do not understand what the joke is totally supposed fair. to be once she did her voiceover. I hear you. That's totally fair. For me, like, I love the look. I liked the performance of it. But like the story doesn't add up. So I liked I when she I'm said gonna... ass clap. Did you say that? She said, everyone make your asses clap. I think I'm gonna lightly <laughs> on it. I do love the look, and I do love. I liked the performance, like the image of her like holding it and then just throwing the balloon. She like, looked gorgeous. Yeah, that's in my mind. Am I the Simon cool. Cowell of flapping and fawning? Like, what's happening? I hope that's usually so. me. Someone's so. gotta be. Somebody's gotta do it. Um, okay, enough about Dee Dee comes well. Uh, next, we have Riley Poopy Seed. And I, I, I really can't look at this, to be honest with you. I thought I was going to then vomit. Move out of the fucking way, bitch, because uh, I'm staring, honey. Okay. Oh, my God. This is fetch. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Yeah, it's I mean, it's going to happen. I think it's just a fawn for me. <laughs> but um, Because oh. this, to me, <laughs> is how you do a camp version totally. of a higher power. I think yeah. that... The other interpretations where, oh, I'm going to put a spin on an existing god are are smart ways to go, but I think it is more creative to come up with, oh, I'm going to be the god that controls this one extremely arbitrary part of your life where yeah. you, you know, mm-hmm. you shit and piss and there needs to be a god that manages shitting and pissing. Totally. Like yeah. the idea is so absurd. And also like the level of detail that Riley Poppy Seed has in every single one of yep. every single one of his look. But on this one in particular, the crap goblet looks amazing. Oh my god. And so like good. there was a oh. brief moment where I was like, oh I wish the toga fit blah, blah, blah. you are the god of shit and piss. Why am I why is anyone expecting you to look, to look polished? Mm-hmm. You are the god of shit and piss. You have shit stains all over your neck. You're, you're the <sighs> solid gold pee running down both of your legs at the same time. Need why would I want you to have? Though. Why would I want you to have a custom toga and a cinched waist? No, no bitch. Totally what I fair. want is him to hydrate. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. we Riley, we gotta. I'm, we're calling you in. We gotta have a really serious Please. conversation have about you, your water intake. Have you had water today, Riley? The oh. listeners want to know. <laughs> All right, so why y'all, is there a button for that? <laughs> <laughs> water sports, bitch. That's why. Uh, so okay, is it? This is a fetch for y'all. We've already rated it. Y'all uh, got a fetch. It's a fun. Yeah, I think it's great. I really I, like the detail. It's actually my favorite details. I think it looks the most mm-hmm. custom yeah. out of everyone. I think so. But yeah, I I just I can't stomach looking at I it. I will say like <laughs> I heard somebody at the viewing party last night say I don't know why he went with poop siden when he could have said piss siden. Because mm. I think poop siden really I don't know poop siden hammers it in a little bit more, and also because I think the look is more about piss than shit. It kind of about more about shit than piss. Fair. Um, mm-hmm. I think piss siden is almost it's kind of too much of a blink and you'll miss it. Yeah. Whereas like poop siden. It's like, Fair. it's an assault. It's an yeah. assault on the senses. No, I agree. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, well, speaking of Poopsiden, we now have Poopsiden with Miss Texas 1988, who Puss did this recycling themed look. It was a really strong message about the plastic in the ocean and how pissed Poopsiden would be about it. Now, this is pissed Poopsiden. Okay. So, um, thoughts for our dear Miss Texas? This is how you do a reveal. Yeah, like, I didn't see it coming. I didn't yeah. see a reveal coming. When she walked out, I was like, this is it? Same. I'm disappointed. I mean, like, yeah, the look is nice, but like, oh, that's it. And then does the reveal and like the whole performance of it. I liked the including of different pieces throughout the season. I thought that was a really cute touch. Like, mm. reduce, reuse, recycle. And it's nice that this came towards the end for her because mm-hmm. um, she could really show that off, yeah. you know? I mean, I, I personally wish this whole talent show theme had been a much earlier in the season, Agreed. but... Um, I don't. I feel oh, like really? this, is, this is perfect. I feel like the stakes of, like, you need to show... You need to come out looking like a god mm. for the semifinals. You need to, like, you can have other cunt looks, but for the semifinal To get a spot in the finale, you need to yeah. come out and look like a god. Well, I don't want to get mean, too far ahead of myself. I just feel like we missed a lot of amazing that, looks. Uh, and that, yes. that's what that's because I feel like there were other talent shows where I was like, eh, I could live with not seeing some of these people. But- I, think the, <laughs> I think what you're what you're getting at that is less like, I wish this came earlier and more, I wish that the overall presentation from the top four was stronger. Yeah, in this Maybe particular that, one. Yeah. I think yes, that's what yeah. it is. I think that these these this, these collections of looks, especially now having seen all of the hiker looks, yeah. like there were some hiker looks that like really carried. Right. Um, well, I, hold on, I want to make sure that we rate Poseidon before yes, we get yes, into yes. that. Okay, I will say uh, Texas has completely changed the way that people should look at how to play the game of Camp Wanakiki mm. because... I think the past four seasons, it's been a lot of like, and here's my look, and I'm gonna model like it's a runway. And Texas gave floor shows, like actual presentations that involve a performance element yeah. every single week. And yeah. that is why Texas has never been in the bottom. And that is why Texas has consistently been in the top two like four times, I think. And I mean, that's, that, I felt the same about Clinica, like our yeah. season. Mm-hmm. Um, completely changed the way that the game was played. Um, and did did that again extremely successfully with this look. That being said, I do think that this is Texas's weakest look from their package. Mm. Which, if this is the weakest look from your package, bitch, you're kind. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. I I just think that in earlier episodes we have seen Texas look 
fucking much, amazing. Much better. So okay. it's still a fawn for me. Absolutely still a fawn. I think it also would have been different had we not had the Crafty Beaver badge be recycling. Ooh, yeah. true. Yeah. I think it would have had a lot bigger impact. And that's not something that's in Texas's control. That's true. So is it a flop or a fawn for you, fawn? This is a fawn. It's a fawn for me as well. And I, I we didn't mention the trash shoes, but I really liked that get detail shoe, as well. Baby, get you know? the shoe, baby, get the shoe. So, yeah. Um, and, you know, that's been kind of interesting. Dee Dee Comeswell had these amazing shoes all the first few episodes, comes back, and, she, girl, she hiked those those shoes and left them out in the mud or something. She left the bad looks and the good shoes out there, but came back <laughs> with the good looks and normal shoes. And normal shoes. Not the bad I looks. Know. Y'all but are hateful. Is that a trade-off that we deserve? I don't think so. I'd rather the... <laughs> Dee Dee doesn't make it to the finale, but maybe the shoes can stay. Like. <laughs> um, okay, so what was everyone's favorite look and least favorite from this week's talent show? I think the favorite look is Riley's. Yeah. Riley's Same. is hands down my favorite yeah. look. And I think least favorite look is hard to say because I didn't have a least favorite look. I had a least favorite voiceover. For me, mm. for me, it was just like, okay, I know who the top two and who the bottom two are this right. week. Right, yeah. It was, yeah. Just, just it was, was very, very clear. I, I I will say I I liked Riley's and I thought he deserved to be in the top, but I wondered if they would not like it because it was poop humor. Um, but I'm I'm glad that they liked him to but be in the top because it, it gives me a reaction. One oh, thing that right. I like that Ruthie said about it is this isn't my humor, but I know people will like it. Yeah, way to be objective. That's good. Also, if you're gonna put Didi comes well in the top two for a piss themed camp spirit story mm-hmm. and then put Riley in the bottom for a piss themed talent show look, and you're gonna the put next true. episode and you're gonna put Texas in the top for a poop. Exactly, Texas was in the top two for like eating, uh, literally eating see, shit. I think what changes the game is the fact that the top three, spoiler alert, uh, all did a poop or piss themed talent show. Next season is all about excrements. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if that I is the new pee pee, honey, uh-huh. I want pee, I want poop, I want mucus. Which is just so upsetting because Rita did piss in my mouth and no one saw it. No one saw no it. No one saw it. Bailey, where were you? Yeah, exactly. Those cameras were not rolling. Honey. <laughs> the deer saw it. Okay, so what would y'all have done for this category? Well, <laughs> tell what us I, what I did do for this yeah. category. Um, I came as the goddess of cereal. Cereal um, killers? Yeah, uh, no, just cereal the breakfast. Oh, that too. Oh, yeah, I had to eat a little bit. Tastes the um, same. So I, I, yeah, I came out. I, I don't know where I got this concept from, but I had it. I had it swimming in my head a few months before I even auditioned for Camp Kiki, Actually, that oh, I was interesting. Like, I want to do like a cereal goddess look um, because I like the idea of like this milk, this like white silk gown that looks like milk that's like splashing up at the bottom. Yeah, um, you just can't wear it after Labor Day. Exactly. Um, Oh, or in public or the police catch you. Uh, but um, I, when I got Gods and Goddesses, I was like, oh, I can do my goddess serial thing. And then we had to like adjust the silhouette a little bit because I'm a psychopath and sketch something that I couldn't walk in. Mm, um, and that we there. also couldn't make with the amount of time that we had left to yeah. construct the look. But like it ended up being this like really beautiful like white silk toga and it had like Fruit Loop like emblems going down the front and like a long ass train and I had like a giant spoon staff and I held a serial communion. Where I was like, drink of the milk, which represent my white creamy liquid, and nibble on the, <laughs> the cocoa pulse, which represent my brown chocolatey balls. Like, <laughs> lol. Well, I mean, yeah, that one was definitely one of the standouts that I saw from the hiker looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I obviously want to shout out Tara. Like, I that loved the busty look. I'm so you know? glad she was able to use that for Bearded Empress mm-hmm. because that look is so good. Yeah, I. 
I, I think that's the one I, I like really was hoping we would see on the show. Yeah. Um, I, I, I really hate that that one didn't get to be seen. That's probably why I'm like, I wish it was earlier because I, I wish Tara got to show that. Yeah. Um, it, I don't know. Fawn, do you know what you would have done? I don't know. I possibly... I, my default is always just like, do something deer related. So I could do like a hunter. <laughs> the god of deers. The god of hunters or something like <laughs> yeah. that. I think there is a deer Hunter god. green. Oh, Hold God. on, that doesn't make any sense. Okay. <laughs> I I don't know what that has to do with anything. What are we talking about? <laughs> I, need, I need a better. The God of Camo. God of Camo. Mm-hmm. That's cunty. Slay. No, you have to do like a full, like <laughs> ridiculously ornate toga that's just made entirely out of camo. That's so Please. cunty. Put some real like foliage on it too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. I think the idea concept I keep coming back to is being the God of Atheists. Now, <laughs> so you just don't walk out there. Yeah, the whole, I don't have to do the anything. Whole it's Patty Invisible Woman. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how I would execute it, but uh, I don't know. God of Atheists sounds really funny to me. So, or I would lean into Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, but I don't think I would have done that. I think. Did you see that Dixie Atheist. Crystals came out as um, Green, Green Goddess, Goddess Ranch Dressing? Ran- yes. I thought that was brilliant. There were just so many really fun ones that I, 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 you know, no hate to this top four, but I, I think that if this was the like my season where the hikers had to like fight for a place back, girl, top four might be in trouble because yeah. uh, there were some very good looks we didn't get yeah. to see. This the week. way I would have undisabled myself <laughs> it's so fast, just flip the switch. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, press the button to make me not disabled anymore. Right, <laughs> I couldn't reach it during filming, but I can now. Mm. See you soon, season six. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> well, we are going to take a break and we'll be right back to talk about the critiques and judging and rec room of the episode. Fall is just around the corner, and one of the best ways to celebrate is at Conjure Fest. At ConjureFest, you'll find live music, drag, tarot readings, palm readers, pole dancers, fire breathers, belly dancers, great food, and much, much more. So mark your calendar for September 23rd, 2023 for ConjureFest 2023. Last year, I got to perform at ConjureFest in drag and also with the Rocky Horror cast, and we had a blast. People were up there dancing with us during our number. It was so fun. The crowd was just really excited to be around and just to celebrate fall and the spooky season that's upon us. So for more information, visit ContrafestBeham.com. Welcome back, faggots. This is the ASMR portion of the podcast where we talk about the judges' critique. Oh, great. We're going to do this the whole time. And the rec room. <laughs> oh, it's so fun. I also just ran a 5K, so I'm really on a run. <laughs> I just That's breathed cool. in cat fur. Oh, no, not again. <laughs> if I had a nickel, girl. Yeah, maybe you could be the um, the goddess of cat fur. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, let's get into these judges' questionable critiques. Qu- yes, there were certainly some questions in these critiques. Uh well, why don't we start with, like, we'll just go down the order that they went. So yeah. Riley, um, they said that they liked he created his own god. Um, Cherry at one point said that she felt that he had too much poop. Uh, I think the quote was, uh, we get it. You're the god of poop. When will it end? But I liked that Betty kind of stood up for Riley in that moment and was you're like, you're the god of poop. Like, like, girl, what to. show are we on? Yeah. Like, what do you, it's not enough 
and when people don't like la- like slather themselves and shit, and then <laughs> when people do slather themselves and shit, it's too much in a camp way. It's like no, that's too campy for the camp comp. Like, what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. N- yeah, no, I agreed. So I, I thought that was a really strange critique. Um, but we also got to hear from Riley a little bit about what this would mean if he was to be able to move on to the finale. I mean, at this point, he is the only drag king to have ever made it to the semifinals of King past of episode five. Yeah, but, right. So like. What are y'all's thoughts on Riley's impact on the show? I mean, it's incredible. We've never had a black drag king make it onto a TV show like this. Yeah. Much less make it to the finale. Um, like the only king that we've had win a show is Landon. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have like this representation. Riley has made such a good impact and it's making and is being such a good representative for so many communities. True. I like, even think like beyond the identities, like beyond the identity politics of it, which is incredibly important, Riley has carried himself with so much grace yeah. mm-hmm. and poise and was not afraid to be vulnerable. Um, also as an entertainer on the spectrum, like it is, oh, it, yeah. that representation is also really important, but like Riley subverted our expectations of what camp is um, and like how you can, you know, present camp uh, both like, physically and like through performance and i think that riley is just such an amazing like riley really is such an amazing fit for the show yeah absolutely yeah. i mean I, i'm i'm just so incredibly proud of him and i'm i'm really grateful to have been on this experience with him watching the show um and to be honest like not to get too far ahead of myself but i think he's gonna win personally yeah. like I, I don't know i'm just feeling it I don't yeah. know if Rita Taro can like look in the cards for us but that is what it's looking like to me i mean it's between two people uh, truly, yeah. Um, speaking <laughs> of that, um, Didi. So, uh, the, some of the critiques that they said was that they wished she had created her own god rather than a parody of an existing one. Um, <sighs> that, I'm sorry, that pisses me off so much. Yeah, I don't, because we asked you, we asked you explicitly, are you going to be upset if we do parodies of existing gods? And they said, no, that's fine. You can do that. So then when people did that, they are not allowed to be like, <laughs> like shut up. Like, we, we asked you. Like, right. Although I, we did get an answer of what we were debating with Clinica last week. Oh, what was the that? The sugar bakers do count that as a win for Dee Dee. When they were talking about Didi, oh yeah, win yeah, winning the Didi won Crafty oh, Beaver with yes. Texas. So, they yeah. both won so that she episode. has a win. Okay, well, you know, I guess that's fair because we're going into this top four with. I, I think that mean that makes out of the four, three of them have a win under their yeah. belt. If, mm-hmm. if you count that for Didi, um, Reed has been in the top loads of times, but I'm not not quite able to secure that win. Um, so, so only one time, well, only one time. Can you believe that shit? No, it's been it's been more. Reed was that? in the top for the first two episodes because the red team was in the top. But Rita's only time in the top two was Sun Like It Hot. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. That's not true. That's not true. Yeah, Crafty I was like, I feel like Crafty I Beaver. Yeah. yeah Never mind. I was like, there was another one. Because I remember at the viewing party, I screamed out into the audience and I said, who do y'all think is going to win? And someone who hadn't been there like for any of the episodes just goes, purple! <laughs> and I thought that was really funny. <laughs> And I sent that to her in a voice message and I was like, hey, you're slaying, but (laughs) I asked who they thought was gonna win. (laughs) That's when I'm exhausted after a show. (laughs) And I just wanted to say (laughs) that we're really rooting for you on Birmingham. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was really funny to me. But anyways, we're talking about Didi. This is Didi's moment. Yes. Um, I so one thing that I found. Uh, about Didi that I think is really interesting is, you know, she has had this really rare trajectory on any drag TV show to return and then make it all the way to the finale. I mean, spoiler alert, but uh, I, I, I'm just curious what, what have been y'all's thoughts on Didi and her time in the competition so far? Um, I mean, I wasn't a huge Didi fan at the beginning, but Didi coming back, I have enjoyed a lot. More. Yeah. She's, she's kind of won me over a bit yeah. to be honest. Um, yeah, she <laughs> had a fire, and you can tell like she has a fire lit under her ass. She's like, "Oh, I've already, I've already left once. I know what that's like. I'm gonna push it." Like in the archery challenge, like I feel like she was the one that was actively trying to like make it fun and interesting. You know, she was constantly I think giving she was puns. The only person there that had an a ounce break. of energy, left. <laughs> yeah. like any vague semblance of energy left. She had a whole episode that she had on, right? But she was just workshopping jokes. You know, I, <laughs> I enjoyed that much. of <laughs> Um, but I'm, I'm very proud of her. You know, like I know what that's like to like take a hike, not by your own fruition and then come back or try to come back. Why were you looking at me? Uh, you know, uh, but you know, like just like that, that experience of like wanting it and be able to come to come back and make that impact. Like, I don't know. I, I really, that really spoke to me in Dee Dee's experience. So, um, I'm, I'm very proud of her for being able to make it into that finale. That's, that's a hard thing to do. Dee Dee is also just genuinely the sweetest person. I have mm. ever met in my entire life. Didi was the first person that I met when I made it to set. She helped unpack the car and get all of my looks into the cabin. Oh. She brought me to where everyone else was on the first day and like individually introduced me to everyone, was like by my side when I was having seizures and like paralysis with my disability. Like she is such a kind soul and it reflects very much in her drag because like the, the thing that always concerns me when I see cis men doing drag is like, why are you doing this? Like, what is the reason that you chose to do drag? Because for a lot of people, it's that they could get on TV. But I think that mm. watching Dee Dee get in drag and be in that character, she's just so happy. And I mm. think that like unbridled joy is something that translates really, really well and is such an amazing strength for her. And like, she is really a force to be reckoned with, especially having come back because they, they, it just so happened that her like weaker looks were in the first four episodes, yeah. and then she comes back and literally her best fucking looks of the season yeah. are in the two episodes that she gets to compete mm -hmm. again. Like it's, it was, it was really serendipitous for her, but also like I'm really, really, really happy that she got to return and show that like. I don't know, bring that positivity back into... Right. Because honestly, with the amount of drama that was going on, we needed... We needed a shift yeah. change. We needed DD mm -hmm. to yeah. be like, oh, and also there's joy here. There's like <laughs> yeah. still joy here. This is like a desolate wasteland. <laughs> it was It was a very... Like, as somebody that wasn't a huge fan of her first... Like, when she was around the first time, it was nice. Like, I like it when somebody can change my opinion of them on mm -hmm. the same season. And, like, I'm glad she got that opportunity because now I like Dee Dee. Like, yeah, me too. Um, well, moving on. Next, we have Mess Texas 1988. Um, I, of course, wanted to mention that they shouted out God X's in I know their critiques. I was so in love with, like, I even messaged Texas about it being like, thank you for including God X every time you mentioned it in the deliberations because, like, everything was so binary. Yeah. God and goddess. And, Texas made sure to include the non-binary representation. And is that, so honestly, a point of uh, learning for me, I, it, I thought that was like actor, you know, like we're avoiding 
like with with actor we instead of saying actress now it's like we every everyone uh, is actor yeah, right I thought so that is god it god was the is it cover at all yeah i thought god would have been fine but like if you're gonna have god and goddess you need to have god uh, x like yeah. a specific way to hmm so actrix <laughs> maybe, maybe we keep that one on the cover <laughs> just like dd we'll keep workshopping uh, it uh, i had a god x once it was awful they felt so high in my <laughs> we're gonna workshop that one Dee, oh, yeah let's get, get the workshop together yeah yeah <laughs> um so they said in her critiques that uh they liked her political message uh and they they didn't say it with a lot of gusto though they were no, like oh and you do your little political but, thing right it, but i think that didn't they mention that I, can't, I think it was Ruthie, maybe, who said, I like that she did the political message, but I like that she does it in a campy way. No, and she's, she that's- Ruthie said, she does her political thing, and that's fine. You can be a message queen. As long, yeah. as long as you keep it camping. Yeah, she, she seemed right. very unenthused that, it was a mess- that she was a message queen. But this is, I, I do think that, you know, we had just seen this. Um, like the same kind of concept a couple weeks ago. That's not her fault. No, I know. Yeah. So, but I, I don't think I don't think we have to expect the judges to be like crazy excited about this one thing that they also kind of just saw. Um, you know, but, as t- Texas said, "Gay minds think alike." Okay, truly. Um, thoughts on Miss Texas's impact on the show? I mean, like I said, Miss Texas completely changed the way that the game is played, and also I think that Texas and Riley have a lot in common. Where Texas came in with such poise. And intellect is the main thing. Like, Texas being a queer historian, I think, really serviced not only their mm. run on the show, but the show itself. That Truth. entire camp spirit bit where every time she didn't know the answer, she just dropped yeah. a piece of queer history. That was, was amazing. so fun. And also because, like, that stuff's very important to know. Truly. And I think that, like, uh, I at first was also of the same thinking of the sugar bakers where I was like, okay, girl, we get it. Like you're doing political stuff, but like that is a very, very important part of drag. I mean, and especially with camp, like you can, you, like camp does, is not always fucking wink, wink, fart, fart. Right. Like that's really why we should be doing drag, you know? Yeah. Like, like, and, and I think that like Texas's political drive is, I think really something that the show desperately really really needs Mm -hmm. especially considering its history yeah very true yeah i mean for me it was one of those things from the jump i was like i feel like top three is going to be riley texas and And avery Avery. yeah (laughs) well yeah i mean everybody everybody here thought you and everybody knows um and i feel like those three are the Three that made such a huge impact on the competition in all facets of y'all's drag, including you in that. Like, Mm. I feel like y'all had thought out looks, like creative stuff we hadn't seen. Yeah. I was also very happy with Miss Texas 1988 being another non-binary entertainer that um, expressed that. I mean, that's what we are all about here at Flapping and Fawning. So I was glad we could um, have her on and, uh, and and admire her experience on the show. Mm-hmm. All right. And last but not least of this top four, we have Rita Taro, uh, who in the critiques, they said that the execution just wasn't quite up to what they had hoped uh, for the triple goddess moment. Um, they said the movement of the puppets wasn't strong enough. Like she could have really had them waving and, and moving. Um, if, if only they hadn't broken. If only they had been Myrtle, Molly, and Kevin. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> What the hell? That was a great... Yeah. That made no sense to me. Why was that the example she went with? These people are in charge of (laughs) judging the competition. (laughs) And they said you should have done Molly Myrtle and Kevin. (laughs) 
That's comedic genius right there. Uh, so, yeah. I don't... Do we think that uh, Marla, Merkel, and whoever would have saved Rita in this moment? No! I don't know. Maybe. I think that's the problem. Yeah, if she had come out and been like, you've heard of, the, you heard of this re- thing that I'm referencing, to but are honest, you ready for I this thing not. that has nothing to do with it? <laughs> but like, the... I, the, 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 the I'm heated, bitch. Call Beyonce, because I'm heated. My issue with the critiques for Rita, and I do agree with the critiques that, like, girl, your your look was broken. The girl to your left is, like, yeah. drunk off her ass. I mean, it's because you blew both K-hole. her backs out. Okay. Oh, both of you assume that I top. Um, but <laughs> um, <laughs> I give the most sickening hand job this side of the Mason-Dixon line. Uh, but... <laughs> I think that my issue was they didn't really say anything about what they thought about the look itself. Yeah. Like they were like, Oh, the, your two other people were broke. I was like, what about her? Like, what about the concept? Mm. Like, can you give her critiques about the actual concept? That isn't, you should have named them Molly Myrtle and <laughs> fucking captain. <laughs> um, but like, but like, I, uh, <laughs> what? but uh, yeah, I think like, this seems really fun and fair. No, literally like, <laughs> Because it just, I don't know. I think that the look was, the look could have been really good. And I wish that they had talked about the positives of the look. Yeah. Which is like, this concept is crazy. Yeah. And for you to still be able to like do a, a gods and goddess look from Wiccan culture in a respectful way, like it doesn't, mm-hmm. it didn't feel like culturally yeah. appropriative, while also being able to feed into your witch aesthetic was really smart. If anything, we wish that we wish. We wish we that wish. you made it witchier. Yeah. I personally wish that yeah. she made it witchier because Same. I feel like all of her looks do feed into that like meet like movie media witch aesthetic, and I think that this was like the most far out of the it box, like, well, yeah. and it felt weird. It felt because it didn't feel like Rita. Um, I agree. I mean, I still got Rita because of like the, the purple. very purple aesthetic. True. Um, I, I just yeah. wish that like something would have tied it together that I because. A lot of these looks, I could understand what the god was by looking at it. Yeah. I kind of think she had the opportunity to go the reverse, like go really dark, like be a demon, be a devil. Yeah, I would have. That's the other thing. Like you could have gone really dark with this. I think it, for me, what was missing was like, because you know what Poseidon controls. Like you know what Poseidon's in charge of. You know what Poopsidon's in charge of. You know what Atlas does. I didn't. Like, in teaching us about what the Maiden Mother and Crone is, it's supposed to be representative of everybody, like, every camp queen's life. But I didn't know what they were in charge of, specifically. Like, mm. what does the triple goddess yeah. control? Like, what do they contribute to humanity? And I think that, like, a little bit more description of, like, this is what the camp triple goddess does Yeah, um, was, was missing from that. I would have also enjoyed a little bit more differentiation between Mongol the three. And Kevin, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just because... I couldn't tell which one was supposed to be Rita, the <laughs> maiden mother. And you are, you are. Ooh. I cu- I couldn't tell which one was supposed to be the mother maiden and Chrome. Then yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if we were supposed to. I think that I think she kind of stopped at triple goddess. There's three. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that is what it was. I mean. There were there was no difference, right? Like I mean, they were all pretty much wearing the same thing, except Rita had like the corset. Because like if they no, were they just, had, like different, distinct they had three outfits. different outfits, but it wasn't easy to tell which one was supposed to be which. Yeah, and I think that that also kind of shot her in the foot a little bit. But again, like I don't think the look is really that bad, and I wish that they had given her more props for like this concept is really good. Yeah. The execution 
left a little bit to be desired, but like we like this concept and here's stuff that we think you could have done yeah. to make other aspects of it stronger so that the technical malfunction would have mattered less. Yeah. Agreed. Well, any thoughts on Rita's impact on the show? Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I can't talk about Rita's impact on the show without talking about Rita's impact on me mm-hmm. because like Rita was my closest friend at camp. Like we were literally camp girlfriends and like I, I, I like fell in love with Rita during, during filming oh. truly. And like Rita's another person where I was like, okay, you're a cis man doing drag, defend yourself, bitch. And like, you can tell that like, especially hearing her story after camp spirit of like why she started doing drag, like. She is a community leader and you can tell that she really wants to put in the work to make change in her community. And the way that she does drag is so concise. She knows exactly who the fuck she is. And I think that there was never a moment where you had to, including tonight, where you questioned her confidence in herself. Um, She literally had two fucking dead bodies on either side of her and she was still like cunt. And, like, I just think that, like, that confidence and that clarity of aesthetic is something that is really, really desirable for a finalist in this show. Totally. What I think about her impact on the show? Spooky, but in a fun way. Oh, my God. Yeah, and that wraps it up for sure. Yeah. Um, well, I, I felt I felt like the rec room. There wasn't a whole lot to really cover here. It was mostly everyone felt insecure. It was a lot of room and not a lot of rec. Exactly. So I'm I'm gonna move on to the judging results. First of all, there was no winner. Um, I did, was that a vote of no confidence, or did you think it someone was, deserved to win? They didn't want to give someone five hundred dollars. Mm. Oh, I didn't even think about that. They didn't want to give someone five hundred dollars if they didn't have to. Yeah, there's the budget there. Um, well, that gave us. Well, who, who would y'all have? The owners of Hamburger Mary. <laughs> True. Who would y'all have made the Riley winner? Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, because they they said it themselves. They were like, we were looking for original gods and goddesses, and you and gave us an it. original god. Yeah, and we were really blown away. Like, they seemed the most impressed by Riley's look and presentation. Mm-hmm. So, if someone were to win, it would have been Riley. I wish they had given someone the win because I think it, it matters to have that momentum going into the. Finale. Well, because why did we do the episode? Right. And like, why did we? Why did you present us an entirely new challenge? If the entire, like, especially because they were also, they also said, like, this isn't just based off tonight. It's also based off of your presentation from the entirety of the week. I was like, then why'd we do this? Why'd you give us another challenge and ask us to present another look and judge our looks individually for the the elimination to be based off of how I did over the past eight weeks? Why the fuck am I in drag right now? Mm -hmm. This could have been an email. Right. Truly. (laughs) I Um, think for me, like, when I first watched this, the day it came out, I was very, very impressed with Texas. But the one that sat with me, and then especially watching it again, Riley definitely would have been my winner. But like, especially after like sitting with it, Riley's is the one that I like can immediately picture. Yes, I can immediately like. Oh yeah, it like left a scarring yeah. impact on my mind. <laughs> I, like I, I, when I think about that look and that him just it's chocolate. Oh! <laughs> Literally him licking that thing. Like it, it gives me true. Like I feel it right in the pit of my stomach. Like it's about to flip. So props to him for that. For giving us a reaction. Ooh. Dang. <laughs> I ain't getting anywhere. My ding dong near any of that. Okay. Um, poop noodle. <laughs> yeah, I did do a number inspired by them last night. So, anyways, the, so the top three 
ultimately are Miss Texas 1988, Riley Poppyseed, and Dee Dee Comes Well. Congratulations to those three. We love to see it. And but then I don't know why we didn't just use the applause button. Is there an applause button? There yeah. is. It's a little confusing. I always uh, is, is it this a... one? Oh no, no. that's it's the... not the applause. That's oh. not it either. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, that's enough. Uh, <laughs> so but that unfortunately leaves us with our hiker being Rita Taro. Um, yeah, and I, I, honestly, I think we've covered a lot of our favorite Rita moments, but I, I have to say, like, I didn't appreciate Rita as much until, like, it was her hike moment, and they were going through that montage of seeing all her looks. I was um, like, she really turned she it. She like, bitch. The, she could have very easily been in that fucking Yeah, family. like the hex-up look, the and that, 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 that shot look, of her in the Camp Spirit with the fire is gorgeous. Her, her first week look, the hex-up look, is still my favorite look that she had. Yeah. It like ugh, hands down. Yeah. She, oh my god! Wait until you see that bitch's fucking finale gun. I want to shit in her mouth. I, I, oh my god! It was ugh. Oh, so you so you want to be in the top three? You want to shit? Oh no! no please no! We gotta y'all. Oh no! It didn't play. Oh, not again. It's chocolate. There we go. <laughs> um. Well, the episode closes out with a campfire. Uh. So, any thoughts? I mean, they were clearly hiding their faces because they still had their makeup on from that night. But from the finale, put stuff yeah. On yeah. Over it. Wait, what's the tea? So with campfires, everything all okay. So we filmed all of the hikers like out of drag interviews and the top five campfire that didn't get aired and the top three campfire on the same night, and it was after we filmed the entire finale episode. Mm. So everyone was fucking exhausted. Everyone was fucking sweaty. Jacqueline got into like a screaming match with Rita over something, I think. So like that was also that's really happening. not the way you want to end the no because she was also She's blackout drunk, so she doesn't even fucking remember. But like, um, oh, Rita or Jacqueline? Uh, Jacqueline. Yeah. Um. Oh no, sorry. That was the day before. That was the day before. That was the day before. Um. I, but like, it was literally like they they had Rita out of drag to do her interview, and then they put her in drag to do the top five campfire that they didn't air, and then they had everyone change out of their finale makeup to get into their DDF makeup to do the campfire on the last night. That was always the thing that was crazy to me. Like when Whenever we did the campfires, we didn't do them. I feel like we did, a, did them a little more spaced out than that. It was like the fact that you had to go from your talent show makeup and change again into your DDF, like it, 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 that was pretty exhausting. I think I usually just painted over whatever my talent show face was. Cause yeah. that was, you can tell that huh. they did that. Uh huh. Cause I, Riley had his like sunglasses open, like the, that little upper shade. You <laughs> couldn't see Didi's face. She had her hair blocking. Her <laughs> she face. looked like she just had the best sex of her fucking life. Bitch. That hair was like every, it was so good. Her lesbian lover, Texas was right there. Okay. So. And they didn't use any lube. So, could start that fire. <laughs> um, Disgusting. <laughs> is there a boo button? Yes. Oh, but there is Disgusting. A... Oh, wait. There is a boo button. What? I... T- Anyways, moving on. <laughs> a bootin'. Um, Avery, is there any other behind the scenes tea that we would be remiss if we did not get to hear from you? Um, I. Yes. The elimination was between Dee Dee and Rita. Um, and I, I, hear, I hear this from an, an anonymous third party who was in the room for deliberations and they couldn't just, yeah, it was fun. Uh, they could not decide between Dee Dee and Rita. Um, and at first 
Oh no, this is about to be on air. Okay. Um and you don't need to, if we need to cut this, we no, can't. No, 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 yeah, we can no, cut because it's 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 a little pussy. Uh they they were going to originally send Dee Dee home, and the reason that they gave for sending Dee Dee home was she had already been eliminated. It doesn't really feel fair to have her move on to the finale when why? she was already eliminated. Then why bring anyone back? Then why yeah. do an episode where you bring back an eliminated contestant? <laughs> um but um the the anonymous source was like, hey, that's not a good reason to send Dee Dee home. You could if you if you just want Dee Dee in the finale over Rita, that's fine. You can say like we think that Dee Dee's we think that Dee Dee would be a better fit for the finale currently, just based off of you know the the past nine weeks uh, or the past nine days or whatever. Um, but then they were like, you know what? Well, we know what Rita's going to wear for the finale, but we don't even know what Dee Dee's going to wear for the finale. So we're just going to keep Rita and throw Dee Dee. Oh so God. then this anonymous source, uh, is like, no, we're going to figure out what Dee Dee's wearing for the finale. If this is so important to y'all and I'll get back to y'all and let you know what Dee Dee's wearing. Anonymous source comes to me and is like, Hey Avery, they're about to eliminate Dee Dee for the dumbest reason ever in my life. What does Dee Dee wear for the finale? And I happened to be the only person that knew what Dee Dee was wearing for the finale. So I told this anonymous source, and I go back in the room, and I may have been the reason that Rita Tarot got eliminated at the second. Aww. You <laughs> betrayed your lover. Okay, but I gave her a really, a really nice, long, heartfelt kiss as soon as she walked oh, off. I thought you were about so to I say balanced it out. Yeah, something like that. She wouldn't let me. Aww. She was like, a girl, again, my dick is red. Like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you for sharing that. That is very interesting to you. I mean, especially to know that, like, the fate of this top three, like, really was on something so trivial. Um, I've heard a lot of things this season that I'm just like, that's what why? is going on. The yeah. judging criteria feels. It, like it changes every day, and I gotta say, like I don't every day. Sometimes it changes every minute. <laughs> right? I feel like I'm okay personally with not like if it's a pageant, you gotta have a rubric, you gotta have a scoring system. It right. has to, it makes sense to everyone. But this is a TV show, so I am okay with a little bit of wishy washiness as long as it makes it better. And I don't know that that has always been the case on Camp Wanakiki, you know. So I has it ever? I mean. <laughs> Maybe. We don't know. I, we don't know the conversations that happen in that room. But I, I know that some people really advocate for a rubric, but I think that would make it very boring and not fun to watch. It's like, well, they technically got this more Here's points. Like, no, 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 no. But also at the same time, the we know Drag Race is rigged, but also look at where these entertainers are after the show and how much more money they're making. Look at how vastly different that is for campers. But is that going to make a difference? Like a point well, system? Would you prefer to compete on a more fair show if you're not going to have as big of opportunities afterwards? It's different because you're taking a higher risk with a higher payoff going to Drag Race than you are going to camp. I just want people to like enjoy and watch the show. For you know? me, it's less about like success afterwards and more about like the level of inconsistency can reach a point where it gets frustrating for That's viewers yeah. because you will have people in the top and bottom sometimes on the same episode for the same reasons and it may, it like does it, it boggles the mind sometimes mm. and like i have had viewing parties where people are like these critiques don't make sense and i'm frustrated watching this because i don't understand what they're looking for anymore so i think it's less of like we need a very strict rubric so that like the could, the judging will be consistent every single time 
and more so like I just want them to be consistent with what they are looking for yeah, in a that. talent show presentation. I think it might also be helpful. I, I feel like from in my experience filming, there wasn't much of a like I, I keep going back to this. I think there should be like a, a filming orientation, you know, because as, as someone who came who started in the pandemic and that was pretty much all of my experience going on to the show, I performed for the camera. I was like, okay, Bailey, did you like that shot? Okay, now I'm gonna do this. Did you like that shot? Like, I wasn't. I was thinking about what the viewer was gonna see, not so much. Well, are the sugar bakers enjoying my performance right now? Because I'm like, you're looking at my look. You see what I'm doing? That's what I've always done. Should be fine. But I, I think that they should explain because there is this weird debate going on right now. Like we've heard from Muffy and a different perspective from yours about like, is this a runway or is this a performance? And I'm more on the performance. Side. It's a performance because watching Clinica like do theirs, their finale, it was like, they, this was amazing. Like, this is what everyone should have been doing the whole time, and you would, we'd have had a much more successful season. Um, yeah. I just think, like, as somebody that's not been on the show that has thought about auditioning for years, the inconsistency of judging is why I have never auditioned. And that's a very fair reason. And that it's frustrating. And also, in the runway versus present, like, performance thing it's i wouldn't say it's a performance like you're not doing a number i don't want to go on stage yeah. and do a fucking new york eight count and see and be like i hope i win but like <laughs> but like they go out of their way to specifically call them talent show mm. presentations if they were runways we call, be runways. called a runway but because they're called talent show presentation it's like on dragula it's not a runway it's a floor, floor show, show. You have to do something. You can't just go out there and look pussy. They're not going to like that. (laughs) You have to do something. Um, And I think that that gets missed by a lot of contestants, including myself, honestly, because there there were quite a few looks where I came on and I was like, I don't have a plan. I'm just going to kind of, I'm just going to wear this look that I like. It was just an earthquake. Oh, fuck that. All right. We're going to take a break. <laughs> uh, no, we're out of break. This episode's been long enough. Avery, where can our listeners find you on socials? What a great question. So if you would like to follow me and listen to me, uh, listen to me be even more of a huge bitch, uh, you can <laughs> find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, OnlyFans, Venmo, and Cash App at Good Name for Drag, like a good face for radio, which I also have. It is Good Name for Drag, G-O-O-D-N-A-M-E-F- or drag. I don't know how to spell. <laughs> and that will also be in the description of all the episodes that Avery joins us for. Well, thanks everyone again for listening to another episode of Flapping and Falling. I forgot that we do that. <laughs>
clap and fawn pod oh and make sure you check out the links in our bio to buy some merch you can also connect with us via gmail at flapping and fawning pod at gmail.com see you next time bye ta-ta